This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey y'all, Benders here. Today's THPN Spotlight is brought to you by our resident Canes fanatic, not that bland-ass chicken chain. We're talking about our Carolina Hurricanes affiliate, the Siren Sounders Podcast, hosted by Zach Tompkins. Check it out. Hey there. Have you ever thought to yourself, I really like hockey, and I'd love a show to listen to, but I also don't have enough nonsense in my life. And questionable opinions. Ha! I got the show for you, bud. And there's some really, really thirsty person in that group, okay, that will be like, I'll give you $7 for that lemonade. And the $2 person is like, whoa, okay, walking away. That person's crazy. That is exactly what happens in free agency all the time. And that is a really good metaphor. And if you don't appreciate it, put the phone down. Get out of here. We don't want you around. You can't say, hey, you tripped this guy, but also he dove. Well, if he dove, I didn't trip him. If you're a goalie, just, you know, chill. You don't have to do as much as you think you need to do. But also we talk about hockey. So go check out Siren Sounder, a Canes podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. New episodes every Monday and after every playoff game during the playoffs. Let's go Canes! Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. As always, I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Corey, the Bayou Vendors. How are you, bud? I'm, I'm hurting. I'm hurting today. Uh, we need to get like, uh, we need to get like sponsored by like Pedialyte. I really need some Pedialyte right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I need something to help me. Uh, but I'm fine. You know, uh, I went hiking yesterday and it was, it was fun. I really loved doing it, but I had to, um, like I explained earlier, you know, I had, I had like a thousand foot steep ass hill that was really looked like it was created from like a landslide. And that was how you got down. And, um, it wasn't bad going down, but it was getting back up after like hiking for about four hours, which was the real troublemaker. I, I believe my friend was a dick enough to run up it and then film me taking the, the track back up. And it's probably embarrassing, but definitely fuel to get back in the shape. But uh, shout out to Pedialyte. Let's let's make a deal happen. But uh, how are you doing, bud? Oh, I'm pretty freaking good. Gotta say, you know, um, there was a pretty pretty nice event that occurred the other day, <laughs> in which um, a bunch of pansies from Philadelphia got shut the fuck out because Montreal beat them five, nothing. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, dude. Uh, I'm sure that's what helped me get up that fucking hill yesterday. I was just think- thinking a five, nothing victory. We play the, we play the next day on Carrie Price's birthday. Happy birthday, Carrie Price. We'll just, we'll start it like that. You know, like happy birthday to the goat. We are definitely filming. So everyone knows we're filming right before the game. Because this game's going to end tonight a little late, and I would hate to not turn in an episode for y'all. This is this is big for me. I want I want to be as prepared as we can be, but I know I'm going to be very fucking drunk tonight. Win or lose, uh, I'm I'm already in one, so I just can't 
imagine trying to edit later. <laughs> if I'm being nah. honest. No, that's 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 too much work. And you know, obviously, I have throughout the season, as most of the listeners would know, unless you're a new listener and you just recently hopped on, I like to do the episodes after the game and review them. And I notoriously, and I'm sure Isha and Dylan have had their headaches. Am known for watching a game till about 11 p.m. and then recording an episode <laughs> until one in the morning submitting it at like two and then i'm sure i'm a pain in the ass for them but you know i do it all for you guys but tonight it's just not gonna work so we'll make our predictions after we um recap you know we'll have some fun with it but um yeah so let's just recap what a fucking awesome game that was and you know you said that you were fueled by the habs win and you know i got a kind of similar story you know I worked a nice 12-hour shift yesterday and uh, had a nice 18 holes of golf I had to do after. And I got to say, On the links, I was buddy. fueled by Alain Vigneault's tears over us <laughs> having the first power play out there. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm trying to look up the numbers now. But but that that quote in itself is so fucking funny because this was the best game we've played in years. In years. And it – the power play has been, you know, absent for a very long time. For years. <laughs> and see, we put our best line out. But uh, this line was created today, you know, that day. It, was, it, was, it wasn't anything that was unnatural. We were just like, all right, guys, like, we play better five on five. Uh, but we're going to give it our best out there. And we just fucking – we were just flowing that fucking game. But – Kudos to him for saying that to us because we're doing something right, apparently. Well, let's just let's just look at that quote for what it is. I don't think Alain Vigneault actually believes that Kirk Muller was being a dick. Alain Vigneault is not a not a new coach. He's been around the block. He's been in the playoffs. That's yeah, a smoke he's been screen. To the fucking finals. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's trying to get his team pissed off, and you know. I think it would be safe to say he's probably trying to distract from the fact that Carter Hart got pulled. You know, because I didn't notice it, but when, I don't mean to cut you off. When I did no notice it, I was like, holy shit. We have taken the, you know, this young, talented, junior fucking Carey Price out of the game. Like, how yeah. amazing is that for the Habs morale? Oh, it's phenomenal, and it's awful for Carter Hart. Now, Carter Hurt's a pro, and he has that Carey Price mentality, so I'm sure he'll bounce back. But he is a young goalie, and that's, you know, goalies are voodoo. Mm -hmm. He'll take a hit. It might shake his confidence. No one likes being pulled, especially not in the playoffs. And the Flyers in general were routed. But keep in mind, this is a phenomenal team. They were one point off of first in the Metropolitan, like, they could easily be Washington and be getting swept by the Islanders right now, but we won't go too far into that. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> man, I just think that this <laughs> – you just you just got that, eh? <laughs> oh, man. I, I just think this is a veteran play from Alain Vigneault. Um, no one's talking about Carter Hart, you know? I think it worked for the most part. Everyone's talking about this power play thing, but – to focus more on less on the negative and more on the positive. We had two 
players score multiple goals. One of them, you know, like Kakaniami we'll talk about. We seem to have a reason to talk about him every single fucking episode now. He's just going off and it's great to see him turning and growing into his own player. But let's talk about the guy who we haven't had a positive reason to talk about yet in the playoffs. And that's Thomas Tatar. And, you know, I'll kind of get things going, but if you want to jump in, be my guest. You know, Tatar was pretty much a ghost through the first part of this playoffs. I think the majority of the games didn't really notice him. He wasn't a threat offensively. He doesn't make a big impact defensively. And right out of the gate, he just scored a, a playoff goal that you need right off the rebound coming in. He was there perfectly. I just think this was the bounce back game we needed to see from Tatar. Absolutely. Tommy T, big tuna. What a fucking game, right? So like just for him in itself, what we're seeing right now is we're seeing a team that has, you know, that has been divided for so long has been trying to make the puzzle pieces work back together. But you know, since the Pittsburgh, um, you know, play-ins, we've seen a team really rebuild itself, refine its characteristics, and that was a big puzzle piece that we've been waiting to see shine again. I mean, we saw it last year. You know, um, he was he was a big factor for for our offense, and we have just been waiting for this little this this guy, you know, to come back to life. And boy, I mean, fuck, we saw it. You know, this game was amazing for him. You know, opens up the scoring. And then, uh, I mean, shit, I tweeted out, you know, like, uh, you know, Tommy's on the fucking – on the bench right before the start of the second period, and he's got the fucking smelling salts. Like, this kid's about to come out 20 <laughs> seconds in. You know, we, we get a goal. And if I'm not mistaken, it was, it, was, it was our first power play goal. I could be wrong, but uh, – It was on the power play. But, yeah. man, like, this is just another cog in this offense that we really need to, to – to make happen and this is this game counts you know this is when it counts and it's great to see Thomas Tatar finding his life again uh and it makes our Vegas trade look that much better you know that both both of them are, are looking tremendous even though it's just Thomas Tatar's first game of of seeing something back you know in this playoff play in rounds um but it's just great to see that happening for us right now. And I'm super excited to see him uh, have success again because when he does, his line is just whatever line they put him with, it's, it becomes fantastic. It's very dynamic. He's got offensive skills out of his ass. And he is a difference maker out there. And I'm just happy that, you know, fucking – I want to say it was, well, yeah, two days ago now. Like, what a difference maker he was. Kat Kenyemi has been kind of, I would say, holding the team uh, offensively for the forwards right now. But what a nice fucking Thomas Tatar. Oh, for sure. I think I think you sum- summarized it pretty well. I would say Suzuki's definitely done his part, too. And um, just to kind of get back to that power play goal, what a fucking shot. And, it, you know... The power play needed to get going. And we actually saw a very interesting tactic from the Habs. And you know what? I'm all for it. Going back to two defensemen. And, you know, the color commentators even remarked, you haven't seen that in the NHL the past few years. Everyone's kind of made the switch to the four forwards. But, you know, if it hasn't worked for Montreal, Petrie and Weber have been our top goal scorers in the playoffs 
aside from Kotkaniemi. They've scored big goals for us. For me, it makes sense. It perfect sense to put them on the power play. Plus, you get Mete in there on the second pairing, and you can utilize his puck-moving abilities. But for as nice as that shot was, and it was a fucking beauty, he put that top shelf right where Mama keeps the cookies. <laughs> it was it was the first goal that impressed me the most because it was hustle. He had, he had to hustle to get to that puck. It was a rebound. He was right where he needed to be. It was a nice goal, but it wasn't a pretty goal. It was a greaser. It was a rebound, but those are the goals that win games, and those are the goals that get players like Tatar out of the slump. And we saw that because right after he scored that beauty. I mean, dude, fantastically put. And I think against uh, Philly, you know, you could say that, you know, they are the the top seed right now, but those are the goals that are going to get us the wins. You know, um, we will have an, an occasional snipe. We will have an occasional, you know, great goal. Uh, that is just pure offense, you know, pure talent. But we're going to win this playoff, this this round, off of these, these you know, bad looks for this goalie, you know, off of the rebounds, off of like, a, a, you know, like taking out his eyes. This is what we need. And if Thomas Tatar and fucking Kotkin Niemi can keep doing this, dude, we'll, I mean, the defense is, is just as offensive right now. I, I'm, I mean – I, I couldn't ask for this team to play any better. I don't really have, like, a negative comment to make. Like, okay, we, we, we're still taking a couple of too many penalties, in my opinion. But, I mean, fuck, dude. Like, our PK is doing pretty fabulous right now. And I've never been able to say this in a while. But, you know, in one night, I saw the power play look amazing. And I hope that's what we can look forward to today. Oh, definitely. And, you know, Tatar wasn't the only player – kind of getting himself out of a slump. Now, Domi, I do believe, had assists in prior games, but he showed up big this this game with three assists, um, looked phenomenal on that new line, and I got to say, it was about fucking time. It seems my hashtag paid off, hashtag free Domi 2020. We didn't get it trending on Twitter, but Domi has been freed. KK, Druen, and Domi look absolutely lethal together. It showed with KK's two goals, Domi's three assists. They just they were buzzing. Drew N had an assist too, I believe. Um, a primary assist on KK's first goal. Mm -hmm. um, even defensively, I thought Drew N played pretty goddamn well. Um, I believe Mete was also the other Habs player to have two assists. Another multi-point night from a Hab. It's good to see him getting into the play. I thought his puck moving ability was phenomenal that game you know he's had a tough playoffs but I just think the big part of why Montreal won this game is because of that you know tons of players scoring by committee putting up points and they were playing the way we we saw them play at the start of the season and two years ago mm -hmm. with that high paced you know we're going to outwork you you know that really fun hockey they had that they were playing but it seems now they've got the young guys and they've got the talent that it's finally clicking because we mentioned at the start of this episode this was the best tabs game i have seen in years it was so fun to watch and it was just and in that keep in mind in those two years i've seen the habs beat teams 10 to 1 and this was still the best game i've seen them play absolutely uh I mean, so like you said about Domi, like, yeah, um, 
it was really great for him. He, he ended up getting the third star of the game. Uh, it's a three, you know, three point night for him that I, uh, well, three assists. I don't know how many fucking points he got. I guess three. Um, yes, three points, three assists. But um, it what's what's big about Domi is that like putting him with uh, with KK in that it, it's it's phenomenal. I think he's going to get a great shot. Uh, and I think this could be the night that we 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 get to see him kind of shake the cobwebs off a little bit more. Last game he was phenomenal, but this whole time we've been saying he's getting great chances offensively. He's just not finding the twine. You know, it's these these shots are either just barely misses or just a blown opportunity because of, uh, you know, defensive coverage. But just last game in particular, like, I think that if we can come out and play the first period that explosive as we did last game, I mean, Philly looks like they can't handle playing that type of, like, like it, they can't come out and just play only defense the first period. Like, it, they look lost. And that was a game where I saw – you know, this this top-seeded team just looked like they didn't – they weren't there to play. You know, there's there's talent on this team. We saw what they're capable of doing. Um, but, I mean, look, 16 to 6 shots in the first period, and we ended up netting, you know, two goals in the first. I mean, that's that's big for us, but, but to look at them and see that, like they just came off of a game when they, they truthfully dominated us. And, you know, kudos for us to keeping it a one-goal game but they've really held us in their palm of the hand game one and game two. The only difference is that Kirk Muller straight up, he didn't make these lines. It was right before the game. You know, he just said, you know, uh, it wasn't strategic. He just put these lines together and let's see how it works out. And by God, was that the greatest fucking decision, quick decision of, of, (laughs) of the Habs in the last fucking five years. We looked phenomenal. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I just can't if, – if if I can just think about this game, you know, from Friday, that could give me hope for the next couple of years to, to know that, that this team of what the, the players we have can complete games in this fashion and take out big-ass fucking opponents and make them look like they're, you know, they're the, the underdog. Because they didn't look like they didn't look fucking good last game. They looked very fucking angry. I mean, Goss Despair looked fucking atrocious. Looked Travis absolutely Konechny fucking pissed the whole game. Connect me, uh, Couturier. I mean, truthfully, I put this out like uh, you might want to recheck the you know like we might want to redo the the third seed for fucking the Selkie after this uh you know after <laughs> this round. Like, where's Couturier right now? Philip Denoa is fucking running circles around. You know, like, you, you might get your wish. You're, you know, you're going to get me pissed talking <laughs> like that. Wow, man, I'm, I'm trying to get you hyped. Because, dude, like, Deneau is just fucking proving that he was the better person. Granted, he might not be there on that paper. But you know what? The Canadians fans are getting their fucking opportunity to shove it in their face and be like, dude, you might be that third one. You don't fucking deserve it, though, bud. You don't right, deserve I, it. Before... <laughs> You provoke me. I will say about the line changes because I've seen some bullshit, to put it lightly, on Twitter about Kirk Muller, you know, head coaching opportunities. For one, 
Habs Nightly, I speak for this podcast. I think I speak for both of us in saying our thoughts and prayers are with Claude Julian and his family. What happened, you know, I think it was a heart thing. You know, it's not too public. He's expected to make a full recovery, but he is out for the series. So for right now, it's Kirk Muller. But if you're trying to tell me that it wasn't Claude fucking Julian who was on the phone with Kirk Muller telling him what to do, telling him the lines, you're fucking smoking crack. Because I guarantee Claude Julian called him in between periods, kept his eyes so close on that TV, rewind in place. <laughs> that guy was – his hands were all over that win. And Kirk Muller made some great coaching decisions in that game, putting Denoed on his strong side, little things that if you really watch, you can notice. I think Kirk Muller did a phenomenal job, but Claude Julian's hands are all over that win. Let's not get it twisted. He made the big calls. Kirk Muller's not going to go out of his way to undermine Julian like that. Secondly, on on to the phony Selkie nominee known as Sean Couturier who has been, for the most part, non-existent in this series. Get him. He has looked frustrated. You mentioned that. He has looked pissed off. He has looked like, outside of the face-off circle, he has looked like he does not know what his purpose on the ice is. Because his goal is to shut down players. And I seem to see a lot of Habs players, Habs stars, buzzing around on the ice. You know, Montreal lost game one and most people say they were dominated but let's not get it twisted second period was all Montreal Carter Hart isn't in that game it's Brian Elliott the Habs win that game 4-2 5-2 maybe and that was a lucky goal the Flyers got if Montreal took took their foot off the gas for that one second and they, they paid for it it's something they did all season long but Montreal's winning that game if Carter Hart doesn't play as well as he does. And what I noticed in game one, and I noticed in game two, you know, the Flyers defensive forward, he's looked lost. He doesn't look like he's had a purpose. Philip Deneau has been fucking everywhere. And I'm not going to go on too much of a rager, but this is just my point. And I think Deneau, you're telling, Deneau is not an egotistical guy, but he's fucking loving this. Because he is proving that he is the Selkie nominee, arguably, in my opinion, Selkie finalist. But I will understand if you argue with that, if you disagree with that. But he's just going out there and dominating in the face-off circle against one of the best face, the best face-off team in the NHL for the past few years. Philip Deneau is going out there, doing what he did in, in the first series against the Pens. And you know what? He's not going to get any fucking recognition for it, but I don't care because he is my fucking Selkie nominee. And Habs fans know it. Hockey minds know it. The media might not talk about it, but I think if you know anything about hockey, you know what Philip Deneau is doing and is going to do in this series. Put on a shirt, Mason. My God. <laughs> my God. Perfect. What's, what's, uh, what's French for perfect? Uh, magnifique. Perfect. That's that one right there. Great job, bud. I, I, I think it's magnificent, but I would go magnifique. 
Perfect, dude. That was well put at a team <laughs> at a team whose face-off percentages have been so good. We have been running them, running them. We have, and I do think Philly did slightly have the edge last game. But in important face-offs, I've noticed the halves have won. Majority of the, like, really important face-offs, Montreal has gotten the better of them. I think it's just that urgency. You know, Philly has, for the most part, run over teams all year. Montreal hasn't, <laughs> for um, to put it lightly. We, we <laughs> sucked ass. But I don't know. This team just has something to prove. And I, I really do think Philly's going to come out of the gate strong. I'd expect them to score the first goal this game. If Montreal scores the first goal tonight, I do believe that's just going to kill Philly. But I just don't see that happening. If they do, it'll. If Montreal can do that, they can secure a win, because I think that would just be so deflating for the Flyers. And Carey Price is Carey Price, but I I would expect I'd put my money on the Flyers scoring the first goal tonight, and they're gonna fucking give it to the Habs, and they're gonna try and play physical. But I don't know. Just look for the Habs to break through in those big moments because they've done it all series. They've done it all playoffs. And I just think we have those game changers now. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you know Carter Hart's playing today. You got you got to go back with him. I don't I don't think it's wise. I don't, you're not Vegas. You can't fucking you don't have that tandem like that that can hold their own. I'll, you know Brian Elliott can't stand on his head. We've seen it before. Um, you got to go Carter Hart. Now, if you're a Phillies fan, you're hoping that Carter Hart. With today being Carey Price's birthday and having such a, you know, in our opinion, a shit show of a game last time, you know, uh, on Friday, this is his chance to redeem himself. You know, we all know that the Flyers are going to come out and try to play a very gritty game with us right off the bat. They're going to try to put us in their place. Um, but, man, I, I truthfully think that we're going to start off the game and we're going to be rebound monsters. Once again, I think we're going to get the fucking first goal. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a pretty goal. Far from it. But I think, like we said in the beginning of this fucking season, when we were looking good, is that, you know, when this team is capable of fucking finding their achievements, playing good, successful hockey, being on the authentic, uh, offensive advantage, we're all-stars that aren't noticed to be all-stars. We can play like a team full of all-stars, and we're just middlemen. And we're seeing that again, and I'm so happy to be playing the Flyers. Uh, it, all I wanted to do was either play the fly, Flyers because they were the first seed, and I knew that Carey Price was going to fucking – it would just make him look so much better to play the Flyers, regardless of win or lose. It was either that or I wanted a fucking rematch of 2015 against Tampa. But you know what? I'm so much happier to be playing the Flyers right now because I feel like when we said that this was giving the boys, the, the young kids on this team, a chance to play real playoff hockey and get in that rhythm, you know, get fired up, we're seeing that. All, all of our young kids have really made an effort and have really starting to stand out. Thank you, Flyers organization, for making, making that happen. Thank you, Pittsburgh, for fucking amping up these young-ass kids to fucking play to their potential and show that they could play against the best fucking teams right now. So going into tonight, 
I'm comfortable. I know the Flyers are going to come out hungry. I know they're going to come out and try to play dominant hockey. The Canadians are a fucking loophole out of this world where we have the success. We know how to score. It's going to be nasty. It's going to be just as heavy hitting as the last game. There's going to be over 70 hits probably total. You know, I think if we can just take over and, and kind of eliminate some of the giveaways that happen, um, I think I think we'll be set. I mean, fuck. Um, we had a, you know, we, we didn't play, you know, we, we were pretty bad on, on, uh, giving the puck away last game, but it is what it is. If the goals are fucking there. Um, I think flyers just have a, a better overall defensively unit unified team, but that doesn't mean shit after a four month break because the Canadians are playing right now. Like they have, you know, haven't taken a break. Like they've just been fucking you know, working with Julian the whole time. And back to Julian, uh, the fucking Twitter has been losing their fucking mind saying that, you know, like, oh, this is great for Kirk Muller, you know, watch out for Claude Julian. This dude is in a fucking hospital bed. You know, like, we don't know the details, but if he's fighting for his fucking life, do you really want to be that fucking fan? Like, you can, you can, it's, yeah, it could be funny. You could make a fucking meme out of it, but that's fucking childish. And I get it. It's the internet. You can be whatever the fuck you want. But you, you got to fucking sit down for that, dude. Like, when it's someone's health like that, just shut the fuck up. You know, like, I'm sure at some point everyone's thinking like, oh, man, Kirk Muller's looking good at that. Dude, like you said, this guy is legit with a fucking old, you know, Nokia phone at a, <laughs> at a fucking hospital, <laughs> dialing it in and fucking Kirk. You know, like, he's he's giving him pointers. Kirk Muller is not out there just running the team like fucking Professor X. This dude is literally in a fucking gown in them dope-ass fucking socks from hospitals just being the fucking eyes and ears of this team still. And Kirk Muller is just being the person there to fucking, you know, execute the plan that is being given to him. You, uh, you okay there? You need a breather? Yeah, I'll go hit my fucking inhaler real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you said it all and I think you said 10 minutes worth of content in about four there fucking take that boys I went from fucking being stutter cup when we first started uh this year to having almost make sensible words uh, and see and then you ruin it by saying make sensible we don't have the What's best more education impressive? system down here but What's more I'll make it worth okay <laughs> What's more impressive, the growth of Kakinami or the growth of Bender's speech? But jokes aside, I can do aside, this for fucking years, and I'll still <laughs> have like made-up words that you're un you'll understand. It might take a while, <laughs> but that is just the beauty of having a very southern <laughs> a kid from the Paris talking about the Canadians. <laughs> jokes aside, though. And I'm not going to touch on much of the Flyers game because I think you covered it pretty well. I will say I think that this game coming up could be the deciding factor in this series. I think it might be one of the most, if not the most important games that we're going to play. Sadly, it's going to be officiated by fucking Chris Lee. Chris my Lee. Least ref. <laughs> but, you know, we can't control that. Bad officiating has been oh. part of the Habs for the whole fucking season. I've bitched about it enough. We we know where that'll lead. I'll probably rant about it after the game, even if we win regardless. 
But there is an interesting opportunity to be had if Montreal wins this series. Ten years ago, there was a Habs team, 2010 playoffs, eighth seed, that went on an incredible run, spearheaded by goaltending. And if you're a casual Habs fan, you might be thinking, ah, oh, young Carey Price. But I think most of us remember that was Yaro Halak. And everyone was saying, you know, keep Halak, trade Price. Well, clearly Montreal made the best decision. But Tuka Rask has opted out of the playoffs for personal reasons. And you know what? Agree with it or not, he's entitled to do what he wants. You can't fault a guy for wanting to be with his family. So that means Rask is the starting goalie for the Bruins. Uh, Bruins are up 2-1 against the Hurricanes. How fucking wild would it be if 10 years later, Yaro Halak and Carey Price go head-to-head in the playoffs? Hashtag goosebumps. I'd, I think it's a perfect fucking story for an already storybook playoff run by the Canadians and boys, we need to make it happen. Like I, I'm salivate at the thought of that. That is, I might have to open up a a, a fresh can. (laughs) I get ready for tonight. Um, we've had nothing but like, even in the play-ins, dude, like storybook Cinderella style play. Like, the matchup. Like, look at the Flyers matchup right now. You have Carey Price going up against Carter Hart, who is, you know, his biggest fucking, you know, fanboy ever. You got Deneau versus Couturier. This is, you know, the, the number one seed versus the fucking lowest. Kakaniemi versus the haters. <laughs> Hashtag 400% more playoff goals than Brady Kachuk. Oh, geez. <laughs> that might have been my best uh, tweet thread ever. Thank you for getting me noticed. I got like four followers. Thank you, Shane at Centurion on over, overtaking, I think it's 97. Shout out Shane. He's our fucking celebrity now. He's been on fucking television twice. But, uh, <laughs> dude, playing Boston as a Canadian – that has got to be fun. That has got to be fun. Playoffs, Canadians versus Boston, got to be fun. Last time they played, Milan Lucic starting to kill the guy. Yeah, Rival he also made hockey. a derogatory statement about fucking P.K. Subban. Yep. Lucic is a dickhead. And you know one. what? That was one of the best fucking series I've ever seen because of that. They came oh. out so fired up after that. I... You know, they often talk – you know, we often hear that playoff rivalries aren't the same. They were tougher back then. And you know what? For the most part, you can say that's true. But Habs versus Bruins will always be fucking nasty. It's just it, – even players who are new to the rivalry, it gets brought out in them. So if we can see a Habs versus Bruins series – I don't think there'd be anything better for hockey. And honestly, I am all fucking for it. I'm all in on this team now. Honestly, I think realistically you have to look at this team and go, okay, 
we are an eighth seed. Realistically, we're a 24th seed. We, we shouldn't win. Odds are against us, but from what we've seen from this team so far, I think anything can happen. I won't predict anything, but this team has proven that they can beat any team in the NHL. And with Carey Price playing the way he is, KK putting the goals away, Philip Deneau being the fucking selkie nominee he is, I just think that anything could happen with this team. And it'll be really interesting to see what happens tonight. Uh, LA Kings, eighth seed. What was that, 2011, 2012, Stanley Cup victory, riding on the back of a hot goalie? I believe so. So, if, it, if it's happened before with an average goalie, it can happen again with the revitalized, one of the best goalies of this era, of this generation. Definitely can fucking happen again. And, and, and what you were saying about uh, about Boston, do you remember, I think it was three years ago, when we played in the, the Winter Classic, Brendan Gallagher – was out for like two months because he got his, his right hand blown away by uh, by Boychuk and destroyed three of his fingers. Gallagher, they said, was not going to play that fucking game, just like they had um, Evans on the, <laughs> on the injured list uh, for Friday's game. But Gallagher was not supposed to play that game. Gallagher comes in, plays that fucking game, looked as if he was healthier than ever, and we blow out the fucking Boston Bruins like 5 nothing in a winter classic. People say that was a boring game. Not for us. And uh, I think I think you said it perfectly, though. These young guys might, might have never had to deal with that rivalry on, on such a, a broad scale. But if you let this fucking happen, if we move past the Flyers, you best believe if we play Boston – you're going to see these fucking guys turn into the best players. 99 overall. They got the biz nasty fucking cheat code for NHL. They're, they're about to fucking go nuts. Um, that would be icing on the cake. We move past this. I can say this, though, about the Flyers, right? This series, I said it right before we started. If the Canadians can get two wins, they can get four. If they can win tonight, I have nothing but faith that, that this team that we have right now can move past the Flyers. It's so integral to get the I – w- I wanted the first two wins because, you know, obviously I was hoping that we get the first two before they realize how to play against us. Um, you know, giving them the benefit of the doubt, they were be, being the better team. But I think if we can land two – if we can land two wins, we can easily get another two. It, it might go to a game seven, but if we can lock in two wins – that is so big for this fucking community. This is so big for these players. I don't see them not riding the fucking wave to the next series. No, for sure. I think obviously this playoff series is a little different because in a traditional one, Montreal would be theoretically ahead because they'd have won one away. Mm-hmm. But obviously home ice advantage, it's not really a thing. So Predicting how these playoffs go and what happens is difficult. It's not traditional. Maybe not difficult. Not traditional. And I do think that's an added kind of factor we're not really considering. But I agree with what you're saying. Montreal, 
if they can win two, they can win four. And I think that's a great way of looking at it. I think that's how they should look at it if they can win this game. But I do think this game is going to be interesting because like you kind of, you kind of foreshadowed, you kind of mentioned these two teams have had an opportunity to play each other two games. Now they felt each other out. They kind of know what to expect. And we've already seen some kind of under the surface tension brewing. And, you know, it hasn't been overt yet. There's some, been some pushing and shoving. There's been some penalties. Max Domi ran into Brian Elliott. <laughs> I knew we'd and, bring it up. Yeah, he yeah, did. You know, you don't forget about that kind of shit in the regular season. And you'll fans might forget about it. If you do that in the regular season, 25 games later, you're, you can expect to be run. Mm-hmm. It's been a day. Well, it's been a day or two. Two days. They're not going to forget. They're going to go at Domi hard. And you know what? The Habs haven't forgot that Derek Grant hit from game one. Mm-hmm. Who I also want to mention, who the fuck is Derek Grant? And why do I hate him? I looked this guy up. I looked up his stats. He fucking barely been in the NHL since 2012. Fucking went, came in for Ottawa. Of course, he's a fucking former son. But, like, it's just funny to me. Nobody's become big big names in, in playoff series. And this fucking Derek Grant guy, who I've never heard of before in my life, and I spend way too much time looking at hockey stats, has become arguably one of the bigger bigger factors for the Philly so far in this series, just being a nuisance. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. I can ex- expect some shit from him. Um, from the Habs and giving it to the Habs. He's been a fucking pain in the ass. I've hated him all series. But I definitely think this is where the physicality is going to come out, and we're kind of leading into predictions for the game tonight. I think the physicality is going to totally unload tonight. We're going to see the players really involved. Ben Sherratt and Shea Weber are going to be – they have been absolutely vital. But I think especially tonight, because I foresee the physicality picking up, those two are going to play a massive fucking role. They already have clearing out bodies, you know, pissing people off, throwing the body. I think it's going to be a really fun game to watch. It's not going to be a blowout. It's going to be close if I had to make a prediction. And I do think the winner of this game is going to have definitely not the advantage just because of the one win, but the momentum advantage going further into the series. Absolutely. I, I was I was very blown away by the last game as a fan. You know, like we will take it. You know, that that is the best one we could ever advance, uh, ever ask for. But th- I don't see that, you know, being a, a constant thing. I think that we just had the better run yesterday or two days ago. Sorry. It will be the rest of this series will be we'll be back to that one goal differential play style. Just like in, just like with Pittsburgh, um, I think last night just was was a highlight of, of of what of what we're potentially capable of. But it will be a one goal game every game, and it will it will be chippy. And don't be surprised if we have to take you know if we got to sit in the in the box for five because someone someone has to set the tone. Totally. I think we've pretty much said what we can. And sorry, I'm going to apologize. I think this episode's going to be a little bit shorter. 
because you know we're approaching we're approaching game time and uh obviously you know you've got some drinking to catch up on and i got i gotta get set up for my fucking watching the game with some of the boys so i think unless you have anything more to add we'll probably end her there but you know we might we'll discuss after for the five minutes we're probably gonna talk we might put out maybe a patreon episode and if you were unaware of hockey podcast network has patreon i believe it's like a dollar to subscribe we'll put out maybe a patreon episode depending on how pissed off we are after the win or ecstatic so stay tuned for that i'll tweet about it on twitter and if you don't have anything to add then i think we'll close you there Last thing, um, shout out to Alex Belzeal, first play in Canadians history to record a, a first career NHL point in the postseason at 28 or older. Uh, so, so that was a big night for him. Um, I never expected him to be anything. Um, I'm glad he was able to be a difference maker. If I'm not mistaken, in the exhibition game, he got run into the boards, and I thought that was the end of his fucking playoffs. But yeah. – uh, so be it, you know, uh, that's awesome for him. No, I'd like to close it. I'd like to go use the bathroom, get ready. Unfortunately, you know, I don't live in Canadian land, so I don't have friends to watch this fucking game. <laughs> uh, my friends are all fucking losers and shit and want to watch other trash. Um, so I'm going to watch this motherfucker solo dolo. I will try my best to be on Twitter. Uh, I find out my posts take a second tend to be because I can't fucking spell. So my autocorrect is going insane, but uh, I'll, I'll be present tonight. I don't have work. Um, but look, next game, I'm going to try to get my cousin to send, uh, send me a picture of how I have to watch the game at work because I do get to watch a little bit. I can't pay full attention to it, but uh, priorities. Uh, yeah. My priorities are where they need to be. And it's watching the blue Blanc Rouge. And uh, I can't, you know, it looks like, Ooh. Bender's hitting it with the French. 50, 50, oh, I got to know basic shit because when people fucking come down here and try to play me like I'm not a fucking Canadians fan and the first thing they do is ask me like a pop quiz and then they speak fucking French to me and I'm like, yeah, I, don't, I hey bud, uh, I'm born and raised here, I, I know. And then they giggle just, and then they hit me with another pop question. So I got to know basic shit. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not about the fucking you know, do the Canadian anthem and, and fuck French. Uh, but uh, but I, I know enough. With, I know just enough. hit him with the tabernacle and tell him to screw off. <laughs> uh, hopefully we can get on after the game, have a little, a quick little thing we can add into there. But uh, I'd love to get this bad boy edited so I can just get as fucked up as I possibly can and watch this goddamn game. Go Canadians. Fucking play as chippy as your heart desires tonight. This is this is a, a very factoring game. We take this game, we take the fucking series, in my opinion. Go Habs. You know where the fuck to find us. Follow Habs nightly. We're not fucking acting nice anymore. We're good people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all have a great night. Be safe. Watch the game. Interact with us. And uh we'll talk to y'all soon. You know, I think Corey said it pretty perfectly. I'm going to ask a little nicer because, you know, you have been doing pretty well. I put out a plea to follow Habs nightly, and, you know, we've gained an immense um, an immense following on Twitter thank since you so much. then. So thank you. But as always... <laughs>
I've been your host, Mason. He's been Corey, the Bayou Benders. This has been Habs Nightly, and thank you for stopping by, guys. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.